0: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over two million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.
1: Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO one hundred and one on WebmasterRadio.fm is now in session. Is now in session.
2: Hello and welcome to SEO one hundred and one on WebmasterRadio.fm, episode number three hundred and five. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcut, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local. Hey, Ross. Hey, hey, cool. hey, good. Much better. Still. I got a, for those that don't know, I, I'm not exactly publishing it everywhere. I, I got a, that damn flu and then it turned it in, turned into pneumonia. So it's been a rough couple of weeks, but well, I'm back. You sound, you sound like you're feeling better, so that's good. Yes, good old glorious antibiotics. You know, I, was, I read about them, and you know, before antibiotics, pneumonia was almost a, like not a death sentence, but 30 to 40% of people would die from pneumonia. Scary stuff, man. That's crazy. So, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the day when apparently it is coming, where antibiotics will be, uh, they won't work anymore. They'll have something else by then. They'll be
3: able to like just clone you a new body and just move your consciousness into it, and it'll be healthy.
2: <laughs> yes, if Google has anything to say, it'll be exactly. branded Google or right on my forehead or something. Well, they,
3: they do have <laughs> Google does have that Google does have that project under the it used to be under yeah. the X project group where they're trying to – the whole goal of the project oh, is yeah. how to pr- prolong life.
2: That's so, what I mean. Ray Kurzweil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's all for the. Uh, uh, what's it called the singularity singularity thing? yeah singularity yeah. and he said just the other day in fact uh that he he still believes we're on track for 2045 for the singularity
3: do well, you gotta tell people what the singularity is now
2: uh it's the point i believe as i understand it i, I could be wrong but it's, it's at the point when um uh, artificial intelligence finally matches human intelligence and uh, mm-hmm and will become real, become live. Yeah. Isn't Kurzweil the guy who who's, takes like 200 some pills a
3: day he's, he's like really rigid he, he swears he's going to live to be 180 190 years
2: old Yeah, he's, he's absolutely infatuated obsessed perhaps uh, no, obsessed definitely um, with living long enough to be there for the singularity and have his consciousness transferred to a machine Nice. Obsessed and that, that's the person they put ahead of technology for Google or research and technology. Anyway, pretty fascinating dude. Very brilliant. Very brilliant. He's the one that's um, been putting together the systems that we see on our our email, if you're using Gmail, where you'll see automated responses to people's emails. and gives you options for – and they're pretty good. They're pretty accurate. That's his system that he's been working nice. on. Um, yeah. I think, I think with super smart comes – definitely a
3: degree of super crazy oh dis- totally
2: yeah and, and ner- like like narcissistic like said to, to no end like mean, this guy he's got his own set of doctors like doctors that look nice. after him like geez anyway there's some pretty nice. interesting stories on him online and even on netflix there's a whole special on him so i wonder if i wonder if danny's gonna get to work with him now Yeah. Excellent segues. Excellent. Yes. Well, Danny Sullivan, um, all those out there who don't know who he is uh, uh, in our industry. um, He is, well, I guess he was the figurehead of the SEO industry and the one who really would talk to Google and have the best connections with them. Well, he he did retire um, and now he has been, still kind of weird to say, but brought onto Google to be uh, the figurehead of Google with our community.
3: Now, and I don't know if it's our community as much as it's, he, he's brought in to, to teach yes. people about search. And I get the feeling it's not necessarily us as the SEO community or webmaster community. It's going to be more the general public. Uh, th- that's my impression. <laughs> yeah. And I that's just, probably the impression he's trying to give, but you know, he's going to get wrangled into being the new Mac
2: cuts. Oh yeah, totally. And I, I can't wait to see how he handles. I mean, t- how weird would that be to be on the other side all of a sudden not being able to say anything?
3: Well, you know what he described it like in one of his one of his posts about talking about it? He described it in Game of Thrones terms. Do you watch Game of Thrones, Ross? I don't remember. Of course, yes. Okay, so he said, do you remember when Jon Snow was um, infatuated with that girl, the wildling from the other side of the wall? I can't remember her name, the redheaded yeah. girl. Yep. Well, he, he was he was saying he's from the North. He understands. And that's where the whole phrase, you know nothing, Jon Snow, came from because it was like going on the other side of the wall and seeing the real North, right? Because Jon Snow is from the, the, the sunny side of the wall North. And then he goes to the frozen side of the wall North. And it's a completely different aspect of everything he thought he knew. And that's how he was kind of describing his transition into reporting and talking about Google and what they do to actually being behind the scenes and seeing what they do. He, he he was just today he posted about it. he went to a rankings fair I'm like what's a rankings fair basically it's very similar to a science fair where the engineers will sit at tables with these poster boards of things that they think will improve the rankings and people will walk around and talk about them with each other and, and I can imagine these these freaking brilliant engineers from Google sitting in a high school gymnasium with these, <laughs> these <laughs> Pimples poster and all. boards and these
2: little
3: <laughs> volcanoes with, with like a baking soda bottle <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I can totally picture it. Yeah. Well,
3: but it sounds amazing, though.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a, more than a few of us that are slightly jealous. It'd be a pretty impressive job. No, I don't think I'd want the job. <laughs> but still, it's, it's well, pretty well, to cool. To that point. He's built for it, though. He's made that-
3: for it. But to that point, if he's, but he's interested, the same job that Gary Ish and John Mueller have, there's another opening. So you can be the next one of those guys, um, but you have to live in Zurich, I think, to do it. Yeah. So if you're interested.
2: <laughs> I'm afraid I wouldn't get past the math exam. I would be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Maybe my son could, he's getting there. He's much better for some <laughs> reason than I, I don't is he, get all that. Is he, is he helping you with your math homework? Uh, not yet, thankfully, and, and 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 the that'll be the end of the world when I have math homework. That's just <laughs> now I'm done. Uh, anywho, uh, pretty interesting news. I was a bit shocked. I thought I was kind of checking the date when he said he was um, well, moving to Google.
3: Yeah, see if it's April 1st. Yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> but you know what's going to be really interesting is the day – that Danny Sullivan is the guy that's sitting next to Chris Sherman at the ask <laughs> Ask Google you know session at the end of one of these search conferences in the seat that Matt Cutch used to sit in, right? That'll be the interesting day,
2: yes, yeah, I, I don't know. like it's it's gonna be very interesting. i'm I'm kind of wondering whether or not I mean, I've got full confidence in Danny. He's obviously shown himself to be amazing what he does. but whether or not this will work out. It's it's very, it's gotta be weird even for Google.
3: He's know. got a lot of close relationships in the industry. And you know, those people that are, are those relationships are gonna wanna leverage this. Yeah. And he's gonna have to fight against it or, I mean, that's gonna be really hard for him. Cause he, there's a lot of close friends that are gonna wanna leverage his new position.
2: Well, and you gotta wonder, will he want to, well, uh, uh, <laughs> be evil what if, what if What if? he's put in the position where he has to be kind of evil uh, t- will you want to toe that line I don't, I don't know it's interesting yeah. I, I'd, I'd be love to be a bug on that wall he's going to be like ah <laughs> uh, I can't say that or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, well anyway we beat that to death but it is interesting yeah. uh, but there's a
3: lot of other good stuff going on today because state sure. of search was recently and and apparently, Gary just went nuts talking about stuff. So there's a lot
2: of information that came out of that conference this year. There are. So why don't you start off with the Google Suggests?
3: Oh, yeah. So one of the things that Gary talked about, and a lot of people tweeted it at the conference, and I guess it came up more than once at State of Search, um, that Google is using off-site sentiment analysis as a ranking factor. So for the longest time, we've, we've known that sentiment analysis is – Is there? But we've always been told um, that they don't use it as a ranking factor. Now it seems like that the it's come up at least twice in this last conference that they are using it as a ranking factor, and that's that's really critical to me because you know especially around local search we're always talking about how how important reviews are and and, you know and that's definitely a sentiment signal without a doubt, and we we but we always talk to talk about reviews in reference to local search. This, to me, makes it seem like even something as simple as reviews are going to have impact on the overall rankings, even outside of local search now. Because if they're using sentiment analysis across the board as a ranking factor, that that honestly changes the game somewhat.
2: Yeah. You almost uh, wonder whether or not there's a little Google bombing that's going to come out of that. <laughs> but...
3: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely
2: there's definitely room
3: for, for some kind of uh, manipulation there. Um, mm. How are they going to you know, ranks sp- or review spamming is already an issue. It could, This could actually really escalate it as an issue that not only
2: that Google has to deal with, but businesses have to deal with in general. Well, and negative SEO as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yikes. Okay. Uh, wow. Another interesting piece then. So, Another piece from uh, Gary Eish um, was uh, about the top three ranking factors. So over the last, was it last year? Maybe last year. I don't know, It kind of blends together. But anyway, there was sort of a confirmation that there are three top ranking factors, links, content, and RankBrain. Um, now, RankBrain, for those that don't know, um, how would you describe that, John?
3: Um, it, RankBrain is really just – it's the kind of like an AI piece to it that understands the query, if I'm remembering it correctly. Because again, it's been a long time since we've talked about rank brain. It has. Um, yeah,
2: yeah
3: so it gets into it here, maybe this
2: will help too. Yeah,
3: it's more about the query from my, what I remember.
2: Yeah, it's, it's understanding the logic of the query, I believe, and, and mm-hmm. based on the sentiment and the, and the um, semantic understanding of it. Um, so in, in this case, um, yeah. I'll read a portion, it's a lot here. Gary Ish uh, was interviewed by uh, Jen Sleg over at uh, SEM Post and um, he was describing a query, Um, I'll just read it here. The query was Porsche 911 in Norway on Norwegian Google, doing the search from Norway. The first position was the homepage for Porsche slash 911 that obviously had quite a few links. The second position was a very deep promotional site for Porsche 911. And Majestic, Majestic SEO, for all those who don't know, had seen no links whatsoever to that particular result at all. No links at all. Not even internal links. But it still was ranking number two. Uh, again, this is Gary. For me, that shows me that for that particular query, Anchors, Anchors, hmm. Sorry, I'm just trying to understand his reading here. Anchors the links. Anchors as links were not that important, at least not for the second result. And we have tons and tons of ranking factors trying to figure out which will be the right result and boosting that result. Now I'm going to skip to another part here. And this is the rank brain part. Possibly. The other good example is rank brain. Rank brain mostly affects, or I should say, affects greatly. Uh, long tail queries where if we don't have enough other signals to rank the queries or rank the results in that case rank brain will boost the living hell <laughs> out of certain results just nice. to make sure that we are serving relevant results for the users even for the queries that we have never seen before results we don't have ranking signals for that's pretty clear uh, that you know that rank brain is stepping in whenever they don't have enough other data Um uh, and in this case, I, I find it kind of odd, but I guess in Norwegian, Nor- Norway, there's not a lot of searches for Porsche 911, because you would think that there'd be other pages that would be more important with a lot more links than a promo page. Anyways, there's no example. I can't look at it and give any feedback on it. It's just a uh, commentary. But- so when, when
3: he says they don't have enough data, right, that... That to me makes me think. Okay, there's definitely some kind of delay, and we—I guess there has to be a delay built in. But I really never thought about it from this perspective before. So when they first discover a page, and the, you know, we always talk about the the, the discovery bump that p- the pages get, but there seems like there's a delay, in when they discover a page, to when they have enough information about it that could impact the index. Is that what I, is that what you read out of that? Hmm. But I wonder how long that delay is is that hours is it days
2: I don't know i mean, I haven't really thought of it in that way I mean I just see it as rank brain instantaneously I guess as soon as that first query happens instantaneously providing a result which is pretty damn amazing yeah like that's there's no caching going on there I mean they are thinking about it on mil in milliseconds what page should be showing Wow I just uh, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg on how much smarter Google's going to get over the next few years, too. It, it, it's it's quite amazing.
3: Uh-huh. Um, Wait till it starts running your home. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I've got a couple of those Google Home devices, but, yeah, it's uh, they're far from running my home. Thank goodness. Um, I want Somebody, to see a few more things worked out.
3: <laughs> it's really really interesting. Somebody posted a thing on my Facebook there that kind of relates to this, right? In they were talking about how their kid uh, was asking them about um, some of the language he used around telephone conversation, right, about like, um, I'll get back to you, um, things that his, his kid asked him about. And he was explaining to his kid how telephones today not are, are, a lot of the language comes from the fact that before we used to have a one phone in the house, that you could, you know, when someone called it, you never knew who was going to answer. It could be the mom, the dad, one of the kids. You never really knew when you called a number who was going to answer, right? Then he explained even back further when a whole neighborhood would share a party line and everybody was on the same number in the whole neighborhood. And and it makes you think about as you go forward, we went from this technology where everybody shared a phone line to just a household share phone line. Now, every individual has their own phone. And, and then the next step is going to be Beyond that, to our you know, why do people actually have a phone anymore? And it's the same kind of thing technology, because it'll be direct to our brains. So we'll just have to think about who we want to talk to. Oh, talk to right. Uh, but it's the same thing. Things are getting. But you'll get so that odd smarter. fax call.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
3: oh, a, as soon as that happens, I'm sending you one of those,
2: brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst. Uh, okay. Well, let's jump ahead here. Actually, uh, We're time for a break here. So we'll take a quick break, and then we're going to jump back into uh, more info on some uh, content. We'll be right back.
1: SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit Fjordigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com.
4: Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turow, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, You can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP.
1: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So
3: before we get into this next article, I want to remind you of the conversations we've had over and over again about your site and when you pruned a bunch of pages off your site and you just got rid of it because you thought they are old and outdated. Just just want to set that foundation before you bring
2: up this next article. But also, don't forget all of the intricacies of that that we discussed. It wasn't exactly the most standard situation. Uh-huh.
3: I know. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Just want to, yeah. to remind you. Go ahead.
2: Yes, of course you do.
3: No, you go ahead. You wrote it. <laughs> so another thing out of state of search that, that I'm sure Ross is very interested in at this moment is Google, <laughs> Gary actually, um, mentioned that pruning content from a website is not safe instead make it better basically don't remove content if it's an issue make it better and to to, i tease ross about his site because we do have some discussions but what he's really talking about is low quality content on your site with if you have a directory or a bunch of um uh, product pages that are really low quality, and you get hit with some kind of um, a low quality type filter or penalty, instead of just deleting all those pages, or, or 404ing them, or redirecting them, or just blocking them from search, they say, that's not safe. And it's the not safe phrase that really caught my attention. Instead of not best practices, they say it's not safe, which is was an interesting way to phrase that. But they say, instead of getting rid of it, make them
2: better. In an ideal world, that's totally true. We've even mentioned that before. Yeah. Um in this case, even uh, Barry said at the end here, of course, sometimes it's not possible with your resources to improve all your low quality content. Then you need to make a decision. And it's true. I mean uh, But the decision
3: is do you want to fix some of them or or get rid of all of them, right? Is that what he said if I recall? No. What was his no, decision?
2: The decision was he had he said you gotta make a decision between A and B. What was A and B? Oh, I see. Yes. Do, do, do you improve some of it or remove all of it? Well, which isn't true. I mean, you wouldn't, it's not end all, it's not <laughs> one or the other, <laughs> but anyway, um, you would want to improve what you can. I mean, you'd pick and choose the best content. I mean, we've got stuff that was, cause we were a news site. We actually had content that was talking about the latest updates to MySpace. <laughs> so but why,
3: why do you think, and maybe this is just his, his, the language that he used because he was feeling that way, but why the term not safe as opposed to, you know, don't do this, it's better to do this. Not safe is very specifically a,
2: a almost a warning, right? But it's actually not, that's not uh, verbatim from Gary. That's from Gianlu- Gianluca. Uh, who knows if that that's verbatim? Well, I don't have it
3: here. They had the, I'm gonna, I'm Alan gonna.
2: Blyweiss actually says, and I'd, I'd take him a little more, perhaps, I don't know. He says, it is better to improve pages instead of just no indexing them. Uh, so right. I think there's some issues there with just the wording. But it made for a good title. Yes, it Got did. Got your attention. It made us talk <laughs> about it, right? Yeah. Um, all right, next up here. Google adds uh, some local area services back into local results. So for those that don't know, when you're adding your local business uh, into Google, uh, you have a couple options. One, if you have a business that is out of your home, let's say you don't want people to know where you live, you can just specify a service area. (coughs) Excuse me. A service area, which is, let's say, uh, a radius of 20, Kilometers or uh, whatever that is, miles, I don't know, but um, then uh, you would hopefully show up in search results. However, there was a time that you wouldn't, um, or at the very least, you would be uh, significantly um, Disad- disadvantaged. Uh, thank you. Disadvantaged over people who had a physical location they were willing to show. Well, Google has. Made a lot of people happy with ha- who have service area business uh, because they've they've plopped them back into local results. Unfortunately, that has come along with some spam. What a shocker! Surprise! So uh, nice. Yeah, if you don't have a physical address, it's pretty easy to say, I work in this area. Well, and then how does Google say you do or don't? Um, it's, it's a lot harder to police spam that way. Not to say it's not possible, there's a lot of uh, indicators, but um, for example, uh, Joy Hawkins, who we've had the show before and actually she will be on next. Our next show um, is mentioned that uh, she managed to find that out of 28 home security business listings, she removed 17 or had 17 removed that were obviously spam or ones that were not justifiably in that market. Um, she also notes that keywords and business titles are still weighed way too heavily. So, um, These sites that are spamming, actually trying to get better rankings for really no reason in this case, because they don't actually exist there, are doing it. They're actually kicking out other businesses because they happen to have more keywords in the business title, which is InfoSeq days of seo i mean good god
3: it. well the local search spam is one of the most prevalent right now that i see on a regular basis maybe it's because that's where i spend a lot of time debugging stuff but i see it there all the time but i, I also want to make sure we're clear about what a service area business is right service area business is not specifically because because you're a home-based business and you don't want your address to show right yeah a service really area, yeah a service area business Google defines it as a, and this is paraphrasing because I don't have the exact wording in front of me. But Basically, if you're going to the client's location to perform a service, that's a service area business. So that could be caterers, lawn care people, um, plumbers, electricians. Anywhere where you're going to your client to perform the service can be classified as a service area business.
2: Yeah, uh, let's see here. Service area businesses. I'll get a quote here. Um, So you love it when you go to the page. It's supposed to describe it and <laughs> it's actually, it must be in their description because it's not on the page. Uh, okay. Here, not all local businesses serve their customers from a brick and mortar storefront. Some businesses operate from a home address. Others are mobile and don't have a storefront that customers visit. If your business serves customers at their locations, you should list it as a service area business on Google. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Nailed it buddy. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, you got to get them once in a while, right? Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, Google testing mobile first index in the wild.
3: All right, so, so it's it's coming. We know it's coming. I, I think last I heard, we're supposed to expect it first quarter of next year, and so that's still with a grain of salt. But they are testing it in the wild, which is a good signal for the timeline, right? So the idea that you know the mobile first index is happening, and there's also now a um, who was it I think it was Barry wrote a simple had a thing about how to test to see if your site is being tested for the mobile first index and it really only applies if you have an m dot or you're using a separate mobile version of your site so if you're unresponsive it's not going to matter you're not going to be able to see or tell but if you have a an m dot or a subdomain a second version of your site that's built and maintained specifically for mobile still, which, if you do, stop that. But but there's <laughs> some businesses that they don't have a choice; they have to do that, <laughs> and I get that. <laughs> but if you if you're looking not that at you're it, biased, not that I'm biased, no. <laughs> but if you do have that, shame on you. But if you do have that, <laughs> and we and you have
2: ourselves up, really I know. <laughs>
3: if you have if you have <laughs> different title tags or meta description tags on the mobile version versus the desktop version, you will see. The mobile version of the title tag of a page in Google's search index, when you search for a page, um, if they're testing the mobile first index and your site's caught up in that test. So if you have the same title on both versions, you're not going to be able to tell. right? But that's the way to tell if you're in the, the mobile first index test. If you have different versions of the titles on the two different versions of your site and the mobile version of the title is showing up in the SERP
2: results, you're in the test. There you go. All right, Um, another element of news here from Gary Ish. Uh, He's been man, he's been talking. Okay, he was was going on at state of search. I guess he was just they
3: got him talking. He was in a mood.
2: That's good. It's good. Hopefully they they don't just change. Like for example, that thing about uh, content pruning was actually something yeah, they mentioned in the article that it was something he said you could do
3: <laughs> not <Yeah>. long ago. <laughs> in like 2015, he's like, yeah, you can do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, God.
3: Anyway. That's supposed to show this stuff changes all the time, period.
2: Exactly. Right? That's what keeps us employed. Exactly. Um, all right. So Google is saying that it's better to have comments on your site than on social networks. I'm assuming uh, this is from commentary on articles, like uh, comments, comments. Right. Uh,
3: and, and what got me about this, again, there was this one trigger word or trigger phrase in there. And I, I put it down here. Gary said that comments are better on site for engagement signals for SEO than moving to social. Social. Yeah. So we talk a lot about engagement you know, in first on all, in digital marketing, we talk about it in SEO all the time. But the first thing you think of when you think engagement in most cases is social, right? But there's always been engagement on websites. And it used to be a big thing to talk about building up a community on your site and having a lot of interaction on your site. And people don't talk about that as much anymore as because of social. But I think this really, to me, triggers back that old mentality that we used to have all the time about making sure that you have community on your site. And there's engagement signals coming from your site as well. Cause, cause that used to be a real hot topic to talk about all the time. And I don't think we've talked about
2: it as an industry in years. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So it's nice to get the odd indicator out there that uh, yeah. backs up some proper, proper SEO. Well, at yeah. least. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's take a quick break. We got, uh, when we come back, we got something about Giphy, of all things, and a couple questions.
1: SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
3: Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let top SEOs
4: give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement.
1: Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step4th Web Marketing, Inc. I love this.
3: You, yeah, this you put is this down, but go ahead. So, this this is kind of funny because Giphy is a website, if you guys aren't familiar with it, that really has big collections of animated GIFs. And it's a pretty pretty big site, and they've got thousands and thousands and thousands of animated GIFs. And they were being interviewed by, by a major publication. And the, 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 the founder or whoever's being interviewed basically said, We own the phrase, happy birthday on Google. They, they was just bragging about their rankings we own it we're number one if somebody types in happy birthday we own it within 24 hours they had gotten hit by google and happy birthday they were like the bottom of the second page or maybe the third page and it literally is like rank break bragging just like there's no there's no absolute correlation, but it's just hilarious the coincidence that this guy is bragging about this and the next day they get to get nailed and
2: they lose their rankings for that very term. Yeah, I don't it's, even see him on the first page anymore. Yeah.
3: So it's it's like the 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 uh Ooh, the moral more of this, the moral <laughs> of the story is rank bra- rank bragging in public can have consequences.
2: <laughs> oh kind of creepy, isn't it? Like, it it's, is. it's it's devastating that like, you're but nowhere.
3: There's no way we can prove there's any correlation oh. or causation at all, but coincidence is.
2: Sorry, is I do. Just I there. take it back. I do see them at number nine. It just, I thought it was a video, but no, it is there. Get oh, so, so they're back on number nine. Interesting. But just but the, the same. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have a question here from Carl. Now Carl said he had a hole in our heart in his heart because we hadn't been on on online for a while. So I, yeah, well, he was online as
3: well. He, he mentioned in his comment that he had been out and we're glad to have him back because he used to ask a lot of questions and
2: be really active in the community and I'm glad he's back. Yes, there we go. So, um, he says, I just started as a marketing coordinator for a local company that has several different businesses. They own several different assisted living centers they have three different locations and they are not part of each other. They do not have the hours posted on their Google My Business page. I want to set these hours, but I'm not 100% what hours to post. There is someone there always 24-7 to answer calls for emergency. Should I post those hours or hours when they are more staffed for tours and general questions? Okay, so I got a little confused there because there's three different locations. Do they not have three different business pages? Uh, they should I think they should if they um, don't
3: they definitely should
2: but either way I guess the same question arises uh, which one mm-hmm. do you call um, I would it, I would probably not put the emergency number but then again I don't know I might, a, I might no, want to read up on that
3: no to the hours is, is a pretty simple answer to this question so you want to put the business hours so if they're only open for business if I can only walk in if it's a it's a it's um, a um, an assisted living center, right? If I could only come in during certain hours of the day and bring my grandma in to get her registered and checked in, those are the business hours that you list on your business profile. The twenty-four-seven emergency, the person is there for emergencies and calls. That's not business hours. That's like think of it as like support hours. You know, assisted, yeah. assisted support.
2: Good way of putting it. I like it. Yeah. So just do the business hours, for sure. Okay. This quick question, I think we covered it in the last show, didn't we? I think we had it listed on the last show, but I don't know if we actually had a chance to get to it. Um, yes, we did cover this. It was the PPC or SEO, which one's the best option for increasing businesses. And I remember business and I remember us talking about how uh, right. they're excellent in coordination and, and such like that. So anyone else, uh, if you want to hear the answer to that, you can go to the end of our last episode, which um, I believe there's a bit of delay getting up, but it will be online very soon. So uh, you yes. can check that out. Well, that those, said,
3: are, those are a sneaky way to go to get you to listen to two shows instead of just one this week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you go. Well, hey, they're all listening to them, aren't they? <laughs> oh, heart stopping if they didn't. Okay. So, well, uh, with that said, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step forth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO One Hundred and One on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at one PM Pacific, four PM Eastern, every Monday on Webmaster Radio you